Hello, happy Wednesday. Here we are again, and we've made it happen. Look what we have done, you guys. We have the class clowns with us. <laughs> John was just sure, Anne-Marie, that you were going to reply to his hello loves in the comments this morning. And and I, I I'm I'm a little disappointed. Where are you at? I know, I'm sorry. I, I was going to, and I thought, no, I'm going to be a good girl. So that's why I just put somewhere. That's not why we're on here. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we we deliver you from the spirit of good girl. Yes, yes, Jesus. Good girls aren't allowed here. Anyway, we are so excited to to have you on with us. Um, you know, it all seemed like a joke or whatever, but we don't play around. And so we're excited to have you both on here. John's been on before, but um I, I'm really excited about this conversation because I think that this is what we're going to see in the upcoming days, months even, of, of people who've been content to be the wallflower, so to speak, to, to play in the background. God is going to pull a fast one on us and bring them to the forefront. And like I've told Anne-Marie, he's peeling wallflowers off and he wants them to come up under his feet. And um, which is such a fun picture for me because that's, that's, he is seating you as he is walking. And if you haven't had a picture of Christ walking the earth in these days, I just release that revelation to you right now because that's where he's at. He is, he is roaming around the earth right now looking for anyone to host a fuller measure of his glory. And can we all just be like, me, 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 choose me, pick me. Like, let's be a ready people for the the greater measure of his glory for the new wine. Who doesn't want the new wine? I mean, by some of our actions, I would say, you, you don't want the new wine. <laughs> like, let's be a people that want the new wine. Uh, yes, Nicole, I, I can't even really say, oh, yes, your hand is raised. I'm too far from my screen this morning. Um, yes. God, you you stay, Nicole, you stay in your walled up place though. God, God is doing something in you, <laughs> but he can release it there in, in your little fort. Um, anyway, so I'm going to read um, a, a, a word that God had given us back in um, September of 22. And, and this is, this is something that we've called wild cards. And um, I, I believe that I even released it. I think Anne-Marie said that, that I released it to Invictus as, as a word. And, um, and this is something that we have seen hints of, we've seen shadows of, and, but I think that we're going to begin to see this manifest right before our eyes. And, um, and we need to be ready for this. If we're not, if we do not have right hearts, we will be an offended people by what God is doing. So let me read this. I am calling my Davids out of the field, the overlooked ones, the ones whom pride has held back and captive, bound in the wandering, a mindless siege of the soul, fighters, rebels, talented jack of all trades, assigned as noblemen in spirit, Call them out and anoint them. Davids, Davids, come out of hiding, out of the shame shadows. Come get your anointing. I love that part. You can just feel God beckoning the Davids. Come get your anointing. Wild cards indeed. These are the ones you won't so easily categorize. They seem like shepherds with a tender-hearted compassion. As my anointing falls upon them and I crown them kings, you'll see a warrior bride come alive. She will not be slow to move. She'll go swiftly in the night to conquer and plunder. She'll demand an uprising of militancy against my foes and an elite nobility of honor in regard to man. He brides and she brides whose hearts are aligned and in sync with the roar I am releasing. Do not make a Samuel mistake, blinded by stature. It's not what they've done. It's who I've made them to be. The stubborn and disengaged will become my remnant. Warrior worshipers consumed with my heart, my thoughts, and my way. Apostolic minds, a prophet's intent, the heart of a shepherd, and the honor of a king my warrior bride. She doesn't need a pasture, battlefield, or throne. She will take up residence within my heart. 
Wow. And you guys can go back and, and read that. Vince has dropped the, the uh, link to, to where that word is located. And so, yes, go and read that because with it, we have attached an apostolic mandate and an intercession um, directive to that. And I think we need to pull that back out and look it over so that we are ready to receive these Davids. And I believe that that's what we've got going on here today, that we have a couple of Davids that are coming out of the backfields with the sheeple, and, and they're ready to, to conquer, to go forth and conquer, and to become the, the instrument in the Lord's hands to do his will on the earth today. And so, Anne-Marie, John, I don't care which one of you guys jump in, but um, first of all, can you just kind of give us an idea of where you've been, where you've been hanging out, where you've been hiding? <laughs> and and then we'll just kind of go from there. John, do you want to go first, Age Before Beauty? <laughs> okay. Ooh, here we go. Um, so <laughs> I am, uh, I'm the son of a preacher man. I, when me and Ange first got married, we uh, were very much so a part of the church, um, church leadership. Um, we were youth pastors together. I was on the worship team. Angie led the children's ministry. And uh, long story short, you know, life happens. Uh, humans being humans happens. And there was a lot of... Uh, a lot of situations we found ourselves in where there was a lot of hurt and stuff. Um, and we ended up, you know, going to a few different churches, helped start a couple. Well, because of all the hurt and pain and stuff, you know, I thought, you know, I'm done. I don't want to be, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to leave. You know, I, I have a lot of talents uh, musically. I can do stuff from the background. Um, and I, I could be satisfied there. And I was for a bit, um, you know, I, I learned, I learned a lot of stuff with soundboards and stuff. And, you know, I had a lot of fun. Me and Vince used to get, run sound together and we had so much fun, especially that. I have college. to interject. They should never, ever, ever be allowed in a single space together. If it's a moment that should be regarded. <laughs> we regard it. It's just we have our own way of regarding they, they do commentary <laughs> during ministry times. It's fun. <laughs> but, um, you know, I actually love, I still love doing that kind of stuff. It's fun. The way our sound booth at our church is now, it's up high above everything. You can actually look down. And there are moments you can just see when Jesus has moved somebody. And it's just like, man, that's awesome. Um, but you know, I did that for a season and then I'm pretty sure it was Rebecca. Called you out? Yeah. In the middle of it, she's <laughs> like, you need to get out of that. She said, Zacchaeus, you come down. Basically. <laughs> and I was like, lady, I don't know you. Don't talk to me like that. <laughs> <Not> Rebecca. <laughs> that was the first time I've ever, ever met. Anyway, she was right. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, um, it was a good opportunity, especially because Vince is, he's the real genius behind the electronic stuff. You know, I'm the guy I can hear things like with music and stuff, but Vince just knows how to do stuff. And so it was a good opportunity for me to get down and to bring somebody else up into that section. And so, you know, we brought a guy up and Vince basically trained him and taught him how to do it, which freaked me up to get down with the sheeple per se. And, um, you know, I, I don't know that I've yet found exactly my spot down there, but when you're being down there and being with the people is, uh, I'm a people person. I love people. Um, I'm a, I have a pastor's heart for people. Um, you know, apparently I'm apostolic as well. So I'm figuring that out. And <laughs> I was informed of this, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I love, I do love people. I love being around people. I love watching Jesus move with people and, and touch them. And um, it, it, we had a lady come in this last weekend and 
she was prophesying over people and she was just nailing it. It was ridiculous how, how, uh, yeah, accurate she was and, and nailing this. And it was fun for me because she kept asking me to help pray for people, which was fine because I don't normally get to do that kind of stuff. And, you know, I got to watch and I, I put my hand on people and I get like so hot. It was ridiculous. And I'm like, okay, this is, I'm getting uncomfortable now, <laughs> but it was a good uncomfortable if that makes sense. And um, yeah, so being around that stuff, I love it. It's, it's fun um, watching Jesus just uh, read people's mail and then like, uh, just mess up what they think they got going on. That's good. Including you. Including me. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, that's kind of basically it. Nice. Thank yeah. you. Thank uh -huh. you. Amory. Um, okay. So I've, it's only been in the past, I'd say since about February that I've, I've joined a new church. Um, because God called me out of my old church, but he didn't tell me where I was meant to go. And, and it was, do you know what, do you know when you're like, sort of, come on, Lord, I, I need somewhere to call a home and everything. So it was like, oh. Um, but then, so I started going there, but I only started going to the Bible studies. And it was through the through the leader of, of the Bible studies that um, he just brought it alive even more. And it was like, sort of do you want do you want someone's talking and then they don't just talk about the scripture they talk about the the meaning behind of, of what of what it actually means um and that encouraged me so much and I, i'm learning so much that way and also i got to play a place where i could just be me i didn't have to be anybody else i could just like sit, sit in the background so to speak um and i love that because i, I i've learned a lot of, I know there's still things that I need to learn. Um, and then, so after being there for a while, I'd, they said about getting involved in things. I said, okay, so we arranged a meeting. But before that, so I've written things down of things that I can do, um, things that I'm interested in and stuff. So before that, my, past, my pastor turned, said to me, Anne-Marie, when are you going to get involved in the worship team? And I was like, okay. And that was one of the things down on my list. So I thought, what I what I loved about that is I didn't have to ask. It was something that came from him. So I know that it's, it was from God and not and not from self. So, and I, I, I love that when things things like that, not just happen to myself, but but to other people as well. When they, they, they turn around and say, oh, you know, oh, well, I was, I was thinking of doing that. And yet God has already put that in place place for, for them um there are other things going on in the back in the background for, for church at the moment but i but i need to i can't say at the moment but maybe it'll be to date um and then within within victus i love i love being behind the scenes i, I love working and and doing things and creating things and you know being able to that's where um, that they'll give me something to do, and then it's like sometimes it can be. I don't know whether whether you find this. Sometimes it's, you can be working on something, and it'll take you like forever and a day to, to actually think. Yes, that's what that's what that's what it is. But then there are other times <coughs> when it's bang, 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 and it'll all all come in all of, all together, and you're like, oh well, thank you, Lord. It's, and it, it's just just the it's the little things that I, that I find more pleasure in. Than, than big things. Is that enough? Huh? Yes, no, that's great. That's great. Ben, do you want to jump in? Yeah, I, I just, I want to make sure that, that we don't take a wrong view of being behind the scenes. There were so many of the disciples or apostles that were named uh, in the gospels, but we have no record of anything else that they did, but they were still chosen for a reason. They still went out and did things. And I think that uh, when we talk about being in the background, we can look at ourselves as a, a, a lesser than character in the story of God that he is he is bringing out. And and I want to make sure that, that we don't take that wrong view and and look at ourselves as being in the background like we don't have a part to play. 
there is a, there is always going to be a time where the the people who we consider in the background have their opportunity to step out and uh God is going to to always give opportunity to step out and and move the kingdom forward. And I, I think one of the questions I have for the two of you is is as you're you're stepping into this and starting to to move out, how did you know, or or how can other people know when it's time to to step out of the background and and into the spotlight? I think it's a bit like Peter where Peter turned on to Jesus and said, Lord, if it's you, then let, let me get, when he stepped out of the boat, um, sometimes you, you've got to take that risk. But it's not, it's, it's not a risk, it's, you've got to take that step of faith. If you don't take that step of faith, then you're just going to st stay where you are. But you've got to be in tune with what the Holy Spirit is saying as well, because if you're not, and then you step out, and it's, it's, it's not your time to step out, then th things could go wrong. Does that, and if, it, um, yeah, you, yeah, just make sure you, you're in tune with what the Holy Spirit says and then take that step of faith and make sure that each step that you take is in line with what God is calling you to do and it's, it's, you, you stay in your lane. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I've got a few things running through my brain right now. Um, I have I have great people around me that love me well, and uh, push me when they know they should push me, and uh, grab me by the hair and yank me when they know I need to be grabbed by the hair and yanked out. Um, I usually know when it's time I get this like excitement in my belly <laughs> and I know something's about to change. And, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a stubborn, stubborn person. Uh, <laughs> she's agreeing with me. And but I love her. Yes, I am. But <laughs> it, and sometimes, you know, if I don't think the job is complete, I will not want to move until it is. And, I have to come to the realization sometimes that it's not mine to complete. Mm. It was mine to help get started. That's a good word. And mm. then Jesus was going to raise somebody up to finish it, you know, and that's okay. That's called teamwork. And if we can't do kingdom things as a team, we're failing because we're the church. We're not the individual. You know, and like you were saying, everybody has a, a has their part to play and, you know, and you stay in your lane. And um, it kind of reminds me of um, when me and Angie, we had helped start a church with some people that we loved dearly. And uh, we, we spent we, we I mean, we did life with these people. And Angie was the um, children's minister. And all of us, even the, the pastor, we agreed that she was meant for more. But for some reason, her plumbing kept getting in the way, if I can say it that way. Her being a woman kept getting in the way. And uh, every time they would leave her something, they'd ask me to preach. And I knew it wasn't my place. That, that what, I'd do it, but it wasn't for me to do. I wasn't supposed to be that one. I knew it was supposed to be my wife. And so... Um, one day they left first. I don't remember why they left, but they had asked me to preach. And I said, sure. Knowing full well what I was going to do. And the second they left, I turned to my wife. I said, um, pulpit's yours on Sunday. You need to pre preach to us on Sunday. And uh, it was amazing. It was awesome. Didn't go over too well um, with the pastor. And I, I was okay with that because it wasn't about what I wanted or really what he wanted. It was what Jesus was planning and what he had planned, you know, and we have to have, we have to be a gutsy people to be able to point out and say, this needs to happen or this needs to happen. Whether you like it or not, whether you're comfortable with it or not, this has to happen. And, you know, I'm not going to say the rest is history because we're still living this history out together. 
but you know, my wife's a pastor now, not because of what I did, but just because people listened to God and said, she's, she's the one I've called lift her up. And we did. And, you know, now she's running a church. So. Did they answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you brought that, that you highlighted that, that, you know, that we are not saying that, that the background doesn't have anointing on it because we need every part doing things fully. It's, it's just knowing when to, so we talk a lot about um, knowing who has the hot hand and, and, you know, that that's like healing speak that, you know, people get hot hands when, you know, they're, they're, God is wanting to lay hands on someone for healing or whatever, but we've used it. We've stretched that and used it to, to mean more than just healing, but knowing who, who, who God is highlighting at any given moment that they should be the one to, to take the lead. And then, then the rest of us, our job is to honor the lead, to honor what it is that, that God is doing in that moment, because it cannot be about one person. We've seen what that does. We, we've seen what the showmanship does in the church. It doesn't look like the bride anymore, right? It, it looks like theater. And, and so to move away from that, we have to embrace oneness and know who God is highlighting at any given moment and who has the hot hands. Who is it that we need to push to the forefront? And that's what I think that that I, I would want to talk about with you guys is because um, you've already admitted that you're stubborn. And, and I have a feeling that Anne-Marie would probably say the same thing about herself <laughs> and um, that, you know, you, you kind of do things kicking and screaming. And so what... In those moments, this is what I really want to know from from people who are a little bit more stubborn and harder to motivate. Um, what what does it feel like? One when when it feels like people are pushing and prodding, and then what does it feel like when it seems like they've stopped? Because I know that there's a moment for me as as someone who's spearheading something when I just get tired, and I'm like. I'm a lot of encouragement. You know, I don't, I don't know what to say anymore to spur you on, and, but, and knowing full well, and this is this is like the, the the pitfall of of a prophet is knowing the big picture over someone's life and and wanting to help steward that thing, and then running into walls of disappointment, if I can say it like that, because of people like seemingly dragging their feet. So I don't know. What would you guys say to that? Is that too honest? <laughs> no. Um, so I'm going to talk about the hot hand for a second. Me and Angie coached basketball. And uh, I, I had the honor and privilege to coach my son his senior year. And uh, we were fighting with identity, like the first part of the year with the team, because everybody wanted to have the hot hand. Everybody wanted to be the star. And I would call timeouts and games and bring the team over and go, look, Dylan's hot right now. Feed him the ball. Give him the ball. Don't try to get yours now. Feed him the ball. Or James is hot now. Give him the ball. And when that finally clicked for them, we ended up being a very dangerous team but we had made a decision that it wasn't me it was us and realizing I'm gonna highlight this guy right now I'm gonna keep feeding him the ball because right now he is it he is taking and pulling us and and driving us to this point and then when he cools off it might be my turn, but if it's not, I will find the next person. And it'll be their turn and I will feed them the ball. And it's, and, and we took jealousy out of it because yeah. you had to, you had to take the whole jealousy thing out of it. And it was, you know, Angie, we were talking, I can't remember. It's only been 30 minutes, but we, we brought up Saul and David, you know, there was an opportunity for Saul, I believe, to realize what he had in David 
you know, I, I know Saul was a warrior king. I know he had fought many battles and he was in many battles and he had to be getting tired. And then up rose this man who was just tearing it up for him. And he could have cheered him on and said, yes. Could have got under that victory. Could have got under that yeah. victory. But instead chose jealousy. And it turned him into this bitter man who remained bitter till the day he died. Yeah. You know, yeah, do we want to be that people? Do we want to say this person is ready? Let's get him there. You know, and then the vice versa. Are you that person that's ready and somebody's wanting to launch you and you want to be stubborn? <laughs> you know, and. I know when I step out and do things, I, I don't get too embarrassed by too many things and I'm not too shy about certain things. Um, sometimes I just don't want to do it. But when I do do it, I mean, I don't even know. How to, it's hard. It's hard to explain what it does to me as a, as a man, as a human to do what Jesus is asking me to do. I mean, uh, it's fun. And if I can encourage anybody, don't do what I do and, and fight it. You know, I, I still do to this day. I still fight it. You know, I don't, I don't like being told what to do <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, and if I think something's better, I, I think, well, my idea is better. Let's do it that way. When it's not, I, I have to drop that facade of being right all the time. And saying, okay, you're right, I should do it this way. Because I'm not listening to you, Jesus. So you're telling my wife I need to do it this way because I wouldn't listen to you. So I better listen to her because Jesus is speaking through her now. Teamwork. So. Over to you, Amory. On the back of what you were saying then, John, about um, always being right all the time. <laughs> <laughs> my friend, my friend, my friend Jane, all um thing. I I I used to have an "I told you so" dance. So if it, it was like I used, uh, that is a certain thing. Well, that's going to happen. And then when it did, I I I'd say right, okay, and I, I'd start doing my "I told you so" dance. But it wasn't until somebody else turned around and said to me that that's a form of pride. I was like. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I didn't realize that, you know. So, so it was a kind of having to pull myself back and forget my I told you so dance, but that's so hard at times, isn't it? When it's like, oh, but, but yeah, and it, and along with the jealousy, you have got to watch that you don't, you don't let pride in because if it, it once, once, once that comes in, it's, it's not just just it's like, um, it's like throwing a stone in, into the water and you have that ripple effect. It's not just the actual place where you are that it's going to affect. It's, it's, it's the surrounding areas and the, the surrounds of things that are going to take, going to take a, a, I can't think of the words. Um, help me out. Um, yeah. Are going to be affected as well. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to, oh, no. see, because I, I, I much prefer to be behind the scenes and not be up front, if I'm honest. Um, for me, and I, I, I love one to ones and and or you know two two to ones and things like that because that's where I feel more comfortable. So being at being up front, even being on here is like. I feel as if I'm being stretched, but at the same time, it's about enlarging your, your ten pegs. So it's, a, it's about taking those ten pegs out and stretching them as as far as you, as God wants you to stretch them. And it's being willing, to, like an elastic band, is being will, willing to to let God stretch it as much as possible because that stretch will get even further as um, as as it's being stretched. Or like a balloon, it starts off this small balloon, and as as you let the Holy Spirit work inside you, that balloon can get as as big as God has created created you to 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 be. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, 
That's good. I, I love the analogy of the balloon. You know, it starts off, especially if you're talking water balloons, you know, they're annoyingly small, <laughs> but you can stretch them <clears throat> to something much bigger than, than its original size. And I think you're right, you know, that that's, that's what God is doing. That's why, that's why we're moving into new wineskins, right? Because he's wanting to, to stretch our capacity with the, the new wine that he's pouring out. So nothing is going to look like it did in the last season. And for us to remain the same, or even have ideas of remaining the same is errant. And quite honestly, we're in sin. If we are not lined up with God, I, this is my definition of sin anything that does not line up with God. If I have a disagreement with God about what it is that I think I should be doing or the way that I think that it shall look, then I've missed it. And I don't want to miss it. I want to be in step with him. And, and I want to be a part of a company that is in step with him, that, that we are so uh, people that are so in sync that it doesn't matter that you're, you know, across the, the pond, so to speak, in, in Wales. And, and here we are in the middle of the United States. It doesn't matter. We can still be in sync. We can have this conversation because it's the same spirit and, 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 and he can connect us even with the distance. And <clears throat> I know for, for me that like, I have been practically, my prayers had somewhat turned to, to begging, like, God, please release him from whatever it is that's holding him back and keeping him from stepping in. Because I need him. I need him in fullness. I I want him in fullness. And, and I think that that I even entered into, you know, a state of hope deferred and and was starting to feel like in my heart concerning the whole thing. And, um, and then things would start to happen that annoyed me to no end. I would say something that, that God had showed me. I would share that with him and he would like come in under the thing and blow it up to its, its like capacity. Like you were talking about the balloon. And I'd be like, do not. <laughs> <laughs> Do not mess with the word of the Lord. You know, like I, I am somehow the protector of the word of the Lord. And um, and then one day, about a month ago, we're in the car together. So there's no escaping the moment, right? And, and I said something. And I think it had to do with land because land has just been the, the ongoing theme as of late. <laughs> and I said something about land. And, and I'm thinking in terms of, you know, when it comes to reality, my vision tends to be kind of locked up because I don't like things grounded. I like things up here where I can finagle them and, and I don't want them grounded. And here he comes in on the backside of what it was that I had shared. And suddenly like my two acre vision turned into 200,000 acres and, and it was off the charts. And I'm sitting there and I'm getting like angry. Like, could you just hear me for once? <laughs> and, so and God interjects and he goes, do you not know? that this is the anointing of an apostle to come in on the backside of what it is that a prophet carries and to blow it up to cover the earth. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. There's so, so much freedom in that too, for me. Well, yeah, it was like, I needed that moment where, where God like interjected and, and helped me to see and to better understand. And, and it, it, Vince also it, it works as an apostle. And so, and we work together for years now and, and it works for us. I do get severely annoyed when something has to be grounded. I just, it, it, it grates against me, but I have to like, let it go. And, but, but he is like the dreamer. He dreams exponentially. Would you and call it something on steroids? I did. I said, <laughs> I said, you take the word of the Lord and you inject it with steroids. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and that's the job. That's the job of, and, and just like there are multiple types of prophets out there, we need to start investigating the apostolic because we need to better understand the DNA of an apostle or we're going to miss it. We are going to miss it. They're going to come in like a freaking wrecking ball. And, and we're going to be like wanting to sideline them because oh, what are you doing? 
And, um, and so we just, we need to better recognize that there are various types of apostles, just like there are prophets. No two prophets are the same. No two apostles are the same. Vince and John have completely different ways of, go, of going at something. And you've got more of a, a shepherd apostolic thing going on over here, whereas Vince is more the apostolic teacher. And, and so it, it looks completely different. And our knee-jerk reaction is going to be like, then it's not an apostle, right? And and that's not at all what we should be doing. We should be like asking God, why why? Why am I annoyed right now? Why does this feel like sandpaper? And because th- you can see where the church has gone with this. Mm-hmm. Why the, the prophet and the apostle historically can't get along is because it feels like the, it, this is from the, the position of a prophet. It feels like coming in and, and usurping what it is that, that God has given, but it is the job of the apostle to blow that thing up and ground it into the earth. <laughs> Wow. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> I, I love that you guys a little while ago brought up stubbornness, though. I, I think that's just one of those things that's required of of any kingdom person. You're going to have to be stubborn in, in the face of opposition. And that, this this whole thing about not wanting to let something be grounded, uh, it, it's it's a conversation we've had before and it's, it's always hilarious to me to, to listen to it because I'm like, what's the problem? We need to take action and get this thing moving here. Yep. <laughs> I know. I've gotten uh, better. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised that John didn't do his, I told you so dance when you had to sit back and listen to what God was, was saying. probably driving. He, he was. I was. He was, he was. I did almost drive off the road, though. No? And he laughed seriously because I was very honest in the moment. Yeah, no, she, like, she goes, you, why do you keep doing this and putting steroids in and blowing it up? I was like, I don't know. It's a hilarious moment. It's, Honestly, it's it was. It, we both enjoyed it and we laughed about it for the rest. Of, and we were in the car for a long time yeah. that day. And we were going to Kansas City. We were coming. I was on the way home. Oh, and home yeah. We made our various yeah. little. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we were in the car for a very long time together, and it kept resurfacing, and we would just crack up at how funny God actually is. And I started paying attention to what I was saying. I'm like, am I about to do it again? And then I was like, I can't sit. I can't. I'm not one of them people that likes to sit there. And consider and what's going to come out of your mouth. Out. <laughs> what do you want to call it? Uh, I contemplate really fast. Is that oh, what that's I mean? what you say. I do. There's <laughs> <laughs> so a case of like where you're given a match, but then you can think of about six million reasons of how you can use that match. Oh, and yeah. Then it, exactly. And then it turns into like, say, say a, a, a box of matches rather than just one. He's got a box of matches and he just flipped them off the side of the box everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are some people who are just uh, uh, completely wrecked by perfectionism and will not step out and take action uh, because the, the mess of quick action can just paralyze them because they, they don't want to be wrong. They don't want to, um, you know, do the wrong thing, say the wrong thing. And it just it just paralyzes them in fear and. Um, this is the point where you turn stubbornness on its head and say, I'm going to use this as a, as a weapon now. And, mm-hmm. and I'm going to move forward because that's what God uh, has for me. You mentioned earlier about leaving your church. You didn't have a place to go, but you still said, yes, you're going before, you know, and that's, that is just, you know, receiving the word of the Lord and then taking action. And, and that's, mm-hmm. that's grounding the thing right there is, is when you partner with that word and, and begin to move forward and, and I love seeing that from from the the people we would consider in the background um, is is that there is a, a willingness to to step out and, and move, um, even even if they don't know what's going on. Taking taking messy action is is something that I am always going to be pushing for and and wanting to do because you're never going to grow, you're never going to learn anything, you're never going to. Um, allow God to move. If you just receive the thing and then just sit back and wait, 
there, there's no partnership in that. And so this is one of those big things that um, uh, I, I love the conversation of, of grounding things because when God speaks, we can let that thing hang out up in the air and, and keep it lofty, but um, there's no partnership there. That there, there needs to be some action on our part. And so I'm, I'm really enjoying this conversation and all the twists and turns that it's taking. Yeah. Um, I, I did want to go back to, to a comment Lisa made. She says, I don't think stubbornness is my issue in regard to staying a wallflower slash being behind the scenes. For me, it's fear. And this is one of those things I was talking about with perfectionism, that, that um, fear of, of doing something wrong, stepping out of the will of God. Um, you, you hear God, that's his will, take action. Uh, and, and yeah, that can be hard, but, you know, sometimes things are going to get messy hmm. and you got to be willing to to be messy. Yeah, you can't you can't be afraid to fail. I mean, mm-hmm. Vince and Angie knows about me. I, I was in construction for 20 something years and I was good at it. Again, I was basically a perfectionist at it. But the reason why I got to that point is because I failed so many times getting there. I'd mess up. And then the person that was teaching me had to go, no, 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 no this way, this way. And I had to accept that and then learn from it, you know, but if we, if we try something and then we fail at it and then we give up on it, I mean, you know, Jesus, I'm trying to watch my mouth here. Um, <laughs> Jesus didn't half ass it at the cross for us. Okay. When he got on the cross, it was all the way, it was perfect and it was messy. Mm. It was so messy but he did it perfectly. And if he can do that, we can get in, we can take our little messes and mess up and fail and get in there and get in the mess and come out on the side of, of redemption, you know? And uh, if I can just encourage, don't, don't be afraid to try it. And, and if you fail, don't let that, don't let that seed get planted in you that you failed and you can't do it because you can, you know, I've taken me and Angie have taken kids that have no business being on a, a, a sporting team and turned them into valuable players, you know, and that's, I mean, that really didn't do anything worldwide or anything, but it changed that kid's life forever, mm-hmm. you know, because nobody gave up on them. And so don't be afraid to be teachable. Don't be afraid to fail because if you're not failing, you're not trying hard. Yes. So, yes. And, and I, my favorite thing to talk about, I think is to fail forward. Listen, we've got to stop being afraid of our, our fail failure being put on display. You're going to mess up. You're going to miss it. You're going to say the wrong thing. You're going to fumble. It's just part of it. It, What's what's errant is to pretend like you're not. The father loves folly. He chose us. He knew we would miss it. That's why he sent his son. Look who he chose as his disciples. Oh, my God. (laughs) What a ragtag group of men. Seriously, look who he chose. You know, he, he chose Peter in his failure. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and I mean, if he can choose these guys, we're golden. <laughs> we really are. I mean, these guys, it, oh, Peter always cracks me up because I'm Peter. Most of y'all are Peters too. Sat with Jesus for three straight years and watched him do this, all this stuff and still denied him. Mm. Was still scared of the people out there. Your opinion matters more than the guy I just walked with for three years, who is the son of God. And 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 this is how good Jesus is. He still went and died on the cross for Peter, and he still redeemed P- Peter, and he still used Peter to start his church. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think that's there. a... Go ahead. Sorry, um, it's 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 not just the fear of the stepping out; it's the fear of of what man is going to say, and and the the judgments of that. It's like, oh, look at her! Does she think she is, and things like that. But it's like, okay, so who who does she think she is? Does she think who man thinks she is, or do, or does she think who God thinks she is? And and that's that's where the transformation needs to come into where. Where, what God thinks of us and not worry about what man thinks of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's where you dance yeah. until your clothes come off. Right. Don't, <laughs> don't be Michael. Yes. Don't stand by judging dance until your clothes come off. Who cares? You were not called to order your steps. God orders your steps. Yeah. Yeah. If, if the people you're in oneness with are, are not championing you, you need to find a new group. That's just yes. the way it is. Yes. What, what I was going to say a minute ago was, uh, I, I can't remember who this quote's from, but I, I've heard it over the years in the army is, is that the enemy of a good plan is a great plan. And, and if you're trying to perfect a plan, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to move. You're not going to take any steps. And, and one of the things that, that we also always talked about was uh, no plan survives first contact. Anyways, once, once the first shots fired, uh, your, your plan's pretty much going to be out the window. Uh, you can still, you still have that plan because what it allows you to do is you have a base to move from there. You know the certain things that need to take place and happen, and and you're still going to be able to take action. But but we can't get bogged down with trying to perfect a plan because there is no no such thing. We just need to get get a good plan and and take action, start yeah. moving. Yeah. The mission is not going to go away uh, while we sit and plan. Yeah. Now, Mike, and Mike also, Dyson, he's a great heavyweight boxer. He said, everybody has a great plan until they get punched in the face. Mm -hmm. Then how do you react after that? Yes. You yeah. know, do you say, oh, my plan's out the window. I'm done. I'm going to lay down. I'm good. Or do you regroup and come back? Fail forward. Fail forward. Yeah. What were you going to say, Anne-Marie? It's a bit, bit like um, with baseball, that uh, the, the ball's coming at you. And even if even if you strike and you over over here, if you if you strike and you miss the ball, you still got to run. Because if you don't run, then, then you're mm -hmm. not going to reach first base. And if you don't reach first base, then, then you're going to sort of robbing your other players. Of, mm -hmm. of their blessings of, of, of the runs that you're making. So if you're not if you're not doing your part and and take taking that risk in what God is calling to do, then you're robbing others of their blessings. Mm -hmm. so, baseball is such a good analogy. Somebody considered a stud in baseball hits 300. That means they have failed 70% of the time. Wow. That. But it's that 3% that takes your team to another level, you know, but you fail 70% of the time, but you're still considered awesome. <laughs> keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Well, and, and here, here's what we're seeing is that because we've kept failure, as far as the church goes, failure behind the great leadership curtain and not allowed anyone to see our, our mess and, and kept it all clean and tidy. This is where we have explosive failure arriving on the scene because we have not rightly dealt with the small things as a unit. We have to learn from the failure of one another. If I fail, I hope that a hundred people are able to walk right over my failure because I handled it correctly. That, that I lay down across that failure and become a bridge for you to go further. And then I pop up behind you because now I, I am following you because I failed forward. And we just, we've got to have a completely different look on this. The other thing that I want to talk about is permission. Whose permission are we actually waiting on? If it is anyone other than God, then we are under the fear of man, which is nothing more than poison. It will keep you sidelined. It'll keep you pointing the finger. It'll keep you placing the blame on, on something that is has nothing to do with your situation. 
you will continue to be the grumbler on the sideline. Permission comes from the Lord. We have got to stop looking around. Oh, what are they going to think if I, like you were saying, Anne-Marie, like permission comes from the Lord. Yes, we need to submit ourselves one to another. But if you have people, like Ben says, that are not championing, championing, (laughs) I can't say that word, your call, then run. You need to find another company to run with. We need people who have eyes to see in this hour, who are not going to tell the Davids to get back in the, the, the field, right? We need, we need you on the front line. It, it's, it's, it's dangerous for us to disregard each other at this moment. We need a full company of people moving forward at the same time. And, and with the understanding of oneness, Oneness. We need a better revelation of oneness that what God is doing in your life directly affects me. When we're in a prophetic moment, we need to understand that the person that is being highlighted the most in the room, we need to know everything about that person. Quick, 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 quick. What is the intel on that person's life? What is God highlighting? What is Jesus saying? We need to be a wise company of people that do not jostle for position when God starts highlighting an individual. He's not talking to just the individual. Is he talking to the individual? Yes. But does that have something to do with the whole? 100%. Do you know the people in your company? If you do not, you need to go have coffee. Or tea. Or tea. It's a bit like family, isn't it? Yes, that's being together as a as a family and um, getting to know getting to know everyone, getting to know who who stood next to you. Yeah, because if you if you don't if you don't know them, then how how are you to cover them in prayer? How are right. you to how are you to encourage them? How are you to walk with them? Yeah, yeah, they're an excuse for coffee. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. friend. <laughs> yes, and uh, Tabitha is saying saying that failure does not disqualify you. That we've we've got the wrong idea of of what failure is, guys. If we're not failing, we're not growing. No. Your your position and your status doesn't disqualify you. You know, if you're a, a drive-through worker at McDonald's, it just doesn't disqualify you just because you're there. If, if that if that mattered, then David would never have been king. Yeah. When Samuel went to go find the new king, he went through all of his brothers first because they looked the part. And it was the dirty kid out in the field smelling like a, a sheep that was the guy God had picked for him. Yeah. So you can't you can't be disqualified because of what you do or you know how you look. That doesn't matter. Jesus is the one that qualifies you. Yes. He well, what I love about about David as well is that um with him being chosen and he used he used his sling to, to kill Goliath, he he was taught that skill beforehand, before he mm-hmm. even knew he was going to become king. And sometimes it's the same with us. We can learn skills and we can learn different things that are, that even though we're learning them at the time, that then they're, they're not for them now. They're for what God is calling us to, to do in the future as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I can say yeah. about about um like my designs and stuff like that that I do that's something that that I've learned over the years it's not something that I just picked up straight away um being self-taught is but there's been that passion for it as well to to learn more about it and when when I I get an idea in my head and then on top of that when once I get that idea in my head it's something that I've, I've got to put down on paper or or get the design and there's there's been certain things that I've had, that I've had the the picture, 
and then once it's brought to fruition like you John I get that excitement in my in my and it's like yes I've, I've done it I've done it so so the things that anybody out there are doing at the moment don't be disheartened by it just just keep on just keep on doing it because then you don't know when God is going to be using that in, in the future yeah that's good that's so true like it, it it is it is the little things along the way that that land you on the throne you know it, it is it's the it's the little things that bring promotion little things done well is what brings promotion and and I am still just my mind is blown in the moments where my days in children's church are brought to the forefront and God's like, no, use that tool, you know, use that thing. One, two, three, eyes on me, you know, use that, <laughs> use those things from the we early need that days. We as show me them. Yeah, like open your eyes so you can see me. <laughs> Wake up. Exactly. <laughs> And um, but it's those little things that that you learn in your early days of walking with the Lord mm-hmm. that that He brings to the forefront and they become your most effective tool. And um, so don't discount what it is that you're doing right now. Obedience training requires you to move your feet. You know, a, a horse is not trained because it's left in a stall. Right. Get out there. Take some risk. Do the things, but do it in obedience. You'll go further. Would we ever, as babies, would we ever learn to walk if we didn't fail a bunch of times first? Yeah. Yeah, true. I mean, how many times have you seen a little one bite it and they just pick themselves right back up and there's somebody always waiting right there for them? Yeah. You know, and that's a perfect example of God and us. Bam, we're falling, but he's still standing there just like this saying, come on, come on, you can finish this. Yeah. Because if you finish this, then I got something else for you. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to learn to walk and then you're going to learn to run, you know. Yeah. And and that's such a that's such a beautiful picture for the church to grab hold of is, you know, what happens when a baby is taking his first steps and he falls? Everybody in the room claps. Boom, boom. You did it. The room goes crazy. But in the church, for some reason, we would rather slander each other and mm-hmm. hold one another hostage to the thing we did wrong 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. No, that's not our job. Our job is to remind each other of who we are, help one another back up, and let's get going again. Like, I am not going to be someone who allows you to wallow in your failure if you're going to fail around me, you best just be ready to get back up and walk. Yes, Tabitha. I love it. Yeah, Anne-Marie, you're talking about David learning the skill of using his sling before the battle. And I think it's just a good question to ask ourselves is what skill has God gifted us with and that he's teaching us in right now that he is going to anoint and use down the road. Yeah. What what is that? What is that that he's he's highlighting in your life right now? <laughs> yeah. That's not fair, John. I can't see that picture of what you just showed. He was actually pointing out Heather's comment about this uh, being better than an episode of Friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's a high compliment, yeah. Heather. <laughs> I think that all of us would have to admit that sometime or another we've been entertained by a show like Friends. Um, we need a couch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Pivot>. <laughs> oh my gosh. Stop. Stop. <laughs> All right, we better we better land this here playing. Would one of you pray us out or both of you? I don't care. Ladies first. <laughs> Father God, I just want to thank you for this afternoon. I want to and this morning. I just want to thank you for everything that's been said. And Lord, I pray that it, it hasn't landed on deaf ears yeah. but lord as as the, i pray that it will go into their hearts father i pray for anybody out there at the moment who feel as if they they have a fear of stepping out lord i i, I ask that it'll be broken off and that they will take that step of faith forward no matter what it is 
and love for those people who who may be working in an area where they feel as if it it's um they they can't see why they're doing it then lord i just pray that you will give them a fresh revelation of what they're doing for now is not for now but it is for the future yeah look i want to thank you for angie john and vince i want to thank you for who they are and for what they are and lord i just ask that you'll bless their ministry tenfold as they they go ahead and encourage others to walk in the in the walk that you have called them to amen yeah okay father i just uh I thank you that you're a good dad and you're not afraid of us failing. Um, I thank you that you pick us up every time we do and uh, you put us right back on the path that we're supposed to be on. And God, I just ask that you would uh, Mm -hmm. bless our days. I ask for that that courage would just be bestowed upon all of us. God, that we wouldn't be afraid of your kingdom. We wouldn't be afraid of your people. That we would be that shining light that we're supposed to be. Yeah. That people see what we have and they want that. And we have the skills and the ability and the fortitude to give it to them. Yes. Because you gave it to us. Thank you, Jesus. I just love you and thank you. And I, I thank you for Anne-Marie. God, I ask that you would bless her. Yes, yes, yes. God, I thank you for her courage to come on here and to be bold and to bless us with her life. Yes. God bless all my friends that were watching, the ones that are going to be watching. In Jesus' name. Hi, buddy. Thanks, guys, for being with us. We'll be back on Friday. See you then. See ya.